Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, December 29th, 2015, and this is The Ride. Good morning everyone. I'm podcasting from the middle of one of those weird weeks. You know what I'm talking about. The week before Christmas and New Year's. The week where, when you go to work, only half the people are there. And the ones that are there don't want to be. It's kind of a transitional week. You, you have this big climax of an event called Christmas. And the kids clamored for their gifts and clamored for the food and and that big event has taken place and you've seen family and now we're after that it's kind of almost a letdown you got to come back to work some of us do anyway and then you have another party in a week to bring in the new year but this week is weird I've always thought it was weird it's a transitional phase big climax happens and now you're getting ready for a different kind of thing a different kind of thing a new thing a new year and I don't know about you but when I go through a week like this I do a lot of thinking about the new year about what I want to do in the new year these these events these days these holidays are kind of like signposts reminders of maybe a bigger thing the bigger plan for our lives I don't ever want to have my life be just mundane day after day after day I want these signposts I need these signposts we all do and I just went through a signpost event I guess in the lives of some friends of mine a pastor that I knew and when I was younger than a teen he was my pastor all the way up through my teens and uh, uh, he went to be with the Lord recently he was I think he was 82 the time he was ready to meet his maker and uh, so I went to the memorial and met a lot of people, well not met, um, saw a lot of friends that I went to high school with. And I was thinking about, you know, I was seeing some of these these people and some of them didn't look like they changed one bit and some of them a little bit more than that. It's all good. Well anyway, um, but you know I remember one guy and when I was in high school he was I think the youngest brother and he was way younger than our circle of friends and so he at that time he didn't relate to me because he was you know probably six or seven years younger I mean think about it you're in your you're in your junior high high school are you gonna be hanging out with a middle schooler not too much well now he's all grown up and uh, he happened to be I think the pastor doing the officiating of a lot of the event. It's weird when you go to these things, like uh, 
I've been to one or two high school reunion things. And I don't know about you, but when, when I go to those, it seems like you click right into a, I'm going to call it a rut. You click right into this rut or this groove. But I call it a rut because it's, it's kind of unfortunate. But as soon as you get there, click, you're in this mode of relating to people that existed way back in high school. Am I the only one? I don't think so. We kind of, I think it's just how humans operate. We kind of know our place in the relationship and we kind of go there and, uh, you know, see, I, you know, I, I know you find this hard to believe that Rusty James was much of an introvert in high school, but I was. And I caught myself falling into that role when I would see some of these people that I went to high school with. And, you know, and even during the midst of it, I realized that it seems silly, but everyone's in that clicked role where we're operating in the way that we had always felt comfortable the way things were. I know I'm not the only one that goes through this. So why do I bring this up? Well, you know, that, that young person that was a middle schooler when I knew him way back when, and I didn't really relate to him much, he was now running the show. He was a pastor. And uh, I want to show him respect. And, you know, it might have been easy for me to just treat him as the lesser person. But he's not. He's a full-grown man. And, you know, so here's the thing. It's so easy for us in the human experience to know our place, to know what the relationship should be, and click into it, and it's a rut. And I'm telling you what, we do this with God all the time. You may have grown up with a relationship to God that was totally an anti-relationship. You grew up in a home that was anti-God, anti-anything religious. Now you know me by now, I'm not a big religious guy, but I am a big God guy. We fall into this rut where we approach God in the way that we grew accustomed to in our life. We all do it, and dare I say we all do it in such a way that it's a rut. It's, it's not exactly how we ought to be approaching God. Every one of us. How do I know that? Because we don't know God in His full extent. So I know that we're not approaching Him and in this relationship we have with God is not as it should be. I know that's kind of blowing you out of the water. I mean, we've now some of us have grown up in the church and we have a good relationship with the Lord. We feel we have. And we've got this groove going with Him that this relationship is flourishing. We have peace. We have joy. And I encourage that, absolutely. But can I say that there are elements to how we approach God that are based on our upbringing and that upbringing might not have been 100% correct. 
In fact, I know it's not 100% correct because we are all human, we're all fallible. But the good news, here's the good news. The good news is that he has asked us to renew our mind. Now, you know, the Lord can't ask you something that you can't do. Ever notice that? He, he told the woman uh, caught in adultery to go and sin no more. Do you think that, you know, whether that he referred to sinning in general or actually the sin of adultery, whatever it is, do you think he would have said that to her? If she didn't have within herself and within her relationship to God the capacity to not sin. I don't think Jesus was a game player in that way. I think he was for real. In fact, I know he was for real. He is the truth. He told her that she could basically, you don't have to sin anymore. What God's word says, he stands behind it. So if we've grown up with a warped, and like I said, we all have a certain warpedness to our relationship to God. If we have something like that, He has promised that as we renew our mind, and He helps us do that too. As we renew our mind, we start to see a better, more clearer, less warped view of our relationship with God. You know when you're in high school and you're thinking about that middle schooler that you don't hang out with, you don't treat them with much respect because, hey, they can't offer you anything. They, they don't have the pull like your high school friends do. They don't, there's nothing they, they've got to offer you. So, you know, why build a relationship there? You know what I'm saying? Now, if he's your cousin or something, yeah, you got to have some kind of relationship there because you hang out at Christmas and all that. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, if you see God as someone who doesn't have your back or can't help you renew your mind or can't help you to approach life differently so that you can avoid the sins that easily trip us up, if you see God as one who is just apathetic to your situation, you'll have a warped view of God. I think it's a rut that we all fall into. So how do you fix it? Well, you do what I always tell you. Stay in that word. That word of God is truth, and it will tell you the nature and the heart of God, your Father. It draws a picture of the jealous nature of our Father. When you look at some of the Old Testament craziness that uh, went on, as far as God telling the Israelites, you have got to nip that sin of the land in the bud. You have to destroy that people. Now, I know that's kind of hard to swallow in this day and age. Yeah, I understand. And sometimes I have a hard time understanding that concept. You know, how can the same God tell the Israelites to do that while now aren't we supposed to be operating in a different way? Well, you better believe it. We're on this side of the cross now. We're operating in grace, which means 
our enemy that's why we pray for our enemies because God loves us and God loves our enemies and God came in the form of Jesus Christ to redeem all capital A-L-L of mankind so just like I can't look at certain people and approach them in the way that I always did because that's not fair to them it's not fair to me we ought not approach God in the way that we always have you know here's another way we'd approach him oh I'm so unworthy you're so perfect I'm so I'm just miserable I'm just a wretch I'm just a worm well you know what you're doing you're telling a lie you're telling a fib because that's not what God said about you. God says you are now righteous because of what Jesus did. God sees you in a whole new light. We've got to get out of the rut, guys. We could say, you know what, I'm trapped up in this sin, this addictive behavior. I can't get free. Baloney. God has the power to set you free. He's already set you free. It's just a mind game now. It's just whether or not you want to be free. Do you want to be free today? Do you want to break free from those those ruts of thinking, the thinking, the thinking ruts? Do you want to break free from that? Well, let's do what we need to do. Lord Jesus, our thinking has been off. It's been warped. It's been basically destroyed by the enemy of this world, by the enemy of this age, who wants to convey you in the wrong light. Our enemy is called the angel of light, and the light he's showing is untrue light. We need the light that you provide. Lord, illuminate our path so that we see you appropriately, so that we understand the relationship that we can have with you, that it doesn't need to be warped, it doesn't need to be based on our past experience, but it has to be based on truth. The unchanging truth that you love us regardless of the mistakes we've made. You love us regardless of the friends we've had that have messed us over at times. Lord, show us today that we can be in a renewed relationship with you one that's built on trust and healthy things and as a consequence we experience the joy of the Lord the peace of the Lord long-suffering all the fruits of the Spirit patience things that embody who you are because I believe as we have a clearer picture of you and have a, a more truthful picture of you and our relationship is clearer with you. It makes these fruit begin to grow and blossom in our lives. So Lord, we thank you that we can come right before you and ask for this. I believe as this year ends, new beginnings are happening, Lord. So thank you for showing us a glimpse of that today. I pray that as we finish this podcast, you will begin to show 
new life in the year ahead to every listener. Fill them with hope and fill them, Lord, with the love of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, does that feel good. Doesn't it? Doesn't it feel good to just relax and know that you have a God who loves you and who takes care of his children? He takes care of us by showing us the way. He doesn't coddle us. He loves us. But he lets us grow. And that's really where the the fun is. All right, everybody, so you stay in that word, and you live in peace, and you pray for those who persecute you. And the life of a believer doesn't have to fall into that same old, same old rut. Renew your mind. Let the Holy Spirit power that renewal and see things the way God does. And your next year is going to just blow your socks off, all right? And I will see you on the flip.